Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner, where we're going to share another of the adventures of the Rainbow Cat. Once again, we're going to see that he is a very imaginative being that enjoys using his wit to help others. You may remember that in his first adventure, he talked the thunder into a good mood so that he wouldn't be booming about and ruin the party in Cloudland. This time, he's going to help his friends in the Tree Goblin's Land. The Second Adventure of the Rainbow Cat by Rose Vileman. The Rainbow Cat went on and on until at last he came to the country of the Tree Goblins. The Tree Goblins are very happy people. They live in the trees like birds, though they can't fly. They're indeed very friendly with the birds and they understand the bird language so that they're able to send one another messages without any need of the post, which is very convenient. When winter comes, the goblins go and live in their caves underground. It's a great change after the trees, and they're always delighted when spring returns again. There are no animals in tree goblin land, but the rainbow cat was an old friend there too and was received as kindly as in Cloudland. The tree goblins are rather funny little creatures. They like to keep to themselves, to themselves, as the saying goes. And there are not even any fairies living in their country. But they're on very friendly terms with the fairy folk, and their principal occupation is making fairy clothes. These are the tiniest, finest little garments imaginable. And they're made of all sorts of pretty things. Spider thread, of course, and moonbeams, and the softest silk from silkworms, and flower petals dipped in magic wells so that they cannot fade, and thistledown, and moss velvet, and foam, and lichen, Oh, there's no end of the things that are used to make clothes for the fairies. And when they're finished, the birds carry them to the fairies and bring back other orders. Sometimes, when it's a very special occasion, the fairies come to be fitted or to choose the stuffs and the styles, but not very often. They're easy to fit and easy to suit, and the birds do the ordering most satisfactorily. The Rainbow Cat liked being in Tree Goblin Land very much indeed. He lived in a beautiful copper beach. When the morning sun shone through the leaves, his little house was filled with a lovely rosy light, which was the most pleasing and becoming. Every morning, a chorus of little birds sang songs for him to his delight, and every evening, they lulled him to sleep with soft lullabies. They thought him a very grand and beautiful person, and so indeed he was. When he had been in Tree Goblin Land for two or three days, the chief of the goblins came to see him early one morning. He was in great trouble. The queen of fairies had sent an order for rose-colored shoes, dozens and dozens of pairs, she wanted all the court to wear rose-colored shoes at her next party, and her next party was to take place in three days. 
We could get the work done, said the chief goblin anxiously. It, it isn't that, but we haven't got the material, you see. The roses aren't out yet. There's been a great run on pink lately, and we've used up all the pink flowers and all our other stuffs of that color. We scarcely got an inch of rose color of any kind. We ought to start at once. It'll take us all of our time to get them made. It would be dreadful to disappoint the queen. What are we to do? The rainbow cat was more than willing to help, but he felt that it was a difficult matter. How soon must you have the stuff? he asked. This afternoon would be the very latest, said the goblin. I'll see what I can do, said the rainbow cat. I have an idea or two. Don't worry, it'll be all right. Meet me here at noon, and I'll let you know what I've done. The chief goblin went away feeling considerably relieved. The rainbow cat seemed so wise, just the kind of person to think of something helpful in an emergency. And sure enough, at twelve o'clock he came to meet the chief of the goblins with a cheerful twinkle in his dark blue eye. I've been making a few inquiries, he said, but I want to make sure that my information is correct. Sit down and let's have a little quiet talk. The chief of the goblins sat down and waited eagerly. He felt more and more hopeful. Is it true, said the rainbow cat, is it true that the crooked hawthorn tree in the Weesey Glen is very bad-tempered? Quite true, said the goblin. Nobody dares go near him. He's such a cross, cantankerous creature. Lots of the hawthorns are very nice indeed, and we're fond of them, but he's unbearable. He'll give away one nasty scratch after another if he gives a chance. He's so spiteful. Is it true, continued the rainbow cat, that he's jealous of the other trees, because he can't grow tall and big like them and reach up to the sky? Quite true, said the chief goblin. He makes everyone around him miserable with his grumbling and scolding. Hmm, said the rainbow cat, and he folded his arms and sat lost in thought for a few minutes. Would the petals of the hawthorn tree do to make fairy shoes off? he said at last. Beautifully, said the chief goblin, but they're white. For at that time, all hawthorn blossoms were white, both in fairyland and everywhere else. Quite true, said the rainbow cat. Can you lend me a mandolin? Yes, I think I can, said the goblin. And he ran off and came back very soon with a beautiful mandolin, all inlaid with silver and ivory and mother of pearl. Thank you, said the rainbow cat. I think that in half an hour or so, I shall be able to let you have all the rose-colored petals you want. And he hung the mandolin round his neck and set off into the forest. Presently, he came to Weeshy Glen, sat down a little way off from the hawthorn tree, where its thorns could not possibly touch him. 
tuned up his mandolin and began to sing this little poem. The oak tree rises his arms on high. The pine tree reaches up to the sky. The slender birch is a lady fair. The poplar has a most elegant air. But tell, oh, tell me now, who is this small and stunted and all amiss? Who can it be? Oh, who can it be? This squat little, odd little, strange little tree. It wasn't very kind of the rainbow cat, but the hawthorn tree was a very disagreeable fellow, you must remember, and nobody could ever do anything to punish him because everyone was so afraid of his sharp thorns. Anyway, by the time the rainbow cat got to the end of the first verse, the hawthorn tree was very angry. He could hardly contain himself, and he trembled all over with the temper he was in. The cat hardly looked at him, but went cheerfully on with his poem. This was the second verse. The elm tree stands like a stately king. The leaves on the adder dance and sing. My lady beech is a courtly dame. The chestnut's lamps are a shining flame. But tell me, tell me, who can he be that scarcely reaches up to their knee? Hoary of head and crooked of limb, what on earth is the matter with him? The hawthorn tree had grown more and more furious as the song went on. The rainbow cat finished with a beautiful trill when he got to the, the matter with him. But the hawthorn tree was in no mood to admire his fine poetry. So great was his rage that he grew pinker and pinker and pinker, and he shook violently, so violently that all his petals were shaken down. They fell all around him like a shower of rosy rain. The rainbow cat waited no longer. He ran off as hard as he could to the chief of the goblins, still singing as he went and told him that he would find all the stuff he wanted in the Weeshy Glen. So, the queen got the rose-colored shoes after all, and the tree goblins were most grateful to the rainbow cat, and begged him to stay with them as long as he liked. But he thanked them, and said he must continue his travels. They wanted to load him with presents, but all he would take was a little bottle of water from the magic well. This water has fairy powers. If you rub it on your eyes, you can see through stone walls, which is very convenient sometimes. And the rainbow cat was quite pleased to have some. They also insisted he should keep the mandolin. This he finally consented to do. And ever since that time, there have always been pink hawthorn trees as well as white. Once again, the rainbow cat came to the rescue. And what fun it is to hear the way in which he did it. Why don't you see if you can find someone this week who could use your help? You know, the best way to have good friends is to be one. This has been Aunt Blanche. 
and I'm hoping you will join me again in my story corner. <laughs>